This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Beckinsale. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that this episode of Bakersfield arrives close to a day where Americans everywhere will be barbecuing, lighting off fireworks, and saying, "We will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day." And there goes his voice. I mean, <laughs> yay, America! <laughs> what? I was just doing a president, whatever his last name is. Arguably, <laughs> the most American speech. Very. Mm. Yeah, that can change. The most you can change. Yeah, you can change. But welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Ken. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our movie cars episode. It was a fun, breezy episode. It honestly ended up being more fun than I thought it would yeah, be. Yeah, truly. However, we had some really great comments, including we had Ryan, who sent us a few different things, some clips, some thoughts. But one that I really liked was just the genuine thank you that he gave to Kent for picking <laughs> Baby Driver's Subaru WRX. As he uh, is a WRX driver, yeah, he feels represented. Who knew? So thank you. Yeah, I, we did because he's been here. Is it a good car, Zach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a Toyota Corolla with all-wheel drive. <laughs> uh, no, no, WRXs are cool. What's well, so yeah. Toyota Corollas? <laughs> no, I'm nothing, kidding, nothing. Ryan. They're, they're great cars. They're really fun. <laughs> uh, Kendall Eliason said, "Who needs Top Gear when Bacon Sale has the best car show?" <laughs> <laughs> debatable. <laughs> I agree. I've as never a seen the show. Of, as a member of Bacon Cell, that's debatable. <laughs> by the way, uh, he goes on to say, by the way, how many times did Zach roll his eyes when Joel and Kent went into detail about their cars? Every time. Every time? Every time. I said a lot of words. You said so many words. Qubit. Plenty of inch, them were engine. K- crate engine. Pl- plenty of them were good. There, yeah. were, there were good words <laughs> that were said. And finally, a shout out to Rachel Crump, who said, I finally settled on my picks and gave a list of picks. We love fully so we love, play along. We love it when love you play that. along. Uh, uh, she says, it took me way too long, and I approved them with Adam, her husband. He sustains all my choices. Thanks for another fun car episode, guys. It could have only been better if we had been there in person to tease Joel for his goofy picks. Oh, but come well, on. They were great. Were we, nobody was surprised, and they were Ecto-1 would have smoked any of her choices, Rachel. <laughs> I knew you'd pick Herbie, and I was happy for it. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We're going to have a bit of a party, gentlemen. Ooh, a party, you <laughs> say. you are invited. <laughs> we're going to celebrate. Is that the voice of the Founding Fathers? <laughs> oh. We're going to play uh, tennis and celebrate the Founding Fathers. Let me get my powdered wig. Oh. We probably had pickleball back then. <laughs> if that existed? Uh, the airing of this episode, this is going to be very near to the 4th of July, right. which here in America is Independence Day. Yeah. Uh, it's a movie name. But all of July is Fireworks Month. Here in Utah, especially. Right. Because uh, we have the 24th of July as mm-hmm. well. But we wanted to do an episode that would help jumpstart I mean, your everybody party. has the 24th, but yes, go on. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually true. It's ours. Yeah. Yeah. They go from no, 23rd to 25th. It <laughs> skips over. <laughs> uh, but no, we wanted to, to do something similar to our, our Halloween playlist that we did last year. Where we wanted to kind of spice up your party and give you some bacon cell ideas of yeah. what music to, yeah. to listen no, to. No, when you say spice up, like old spice, because most of these are like white trash picks. Well, it's just like those essentials <laughs> white trash picks. <laughs> a little bit. What? Because we're talking like barbecue music, I right? Call it, I'd call it cheesy more than white trash. I, I lovingly uh, I've re- chosen some white trash. I lovingly spice. refer to these shows as punch bowl shows because at our Halloween episode, we went to the punch bowl like 25 times. Oh, yeah. A lot of breaks. Yeah. We were really sweaty. So no, there's there's, gonna be, is there going to be a punch bowl at our barbecue? But there's not a lot of dancing. At uh, no. 4th of July party. That's not what you go there for. Right. You know, you're going to go yeah. to a parade. You're going to go to a barbecue. You're, you're going to have a fireworks show. You're yeah. going to chill. Just cuddle during the fireworks show. It's great. It is nice. Is, is that yeah. a thing? Yeah. I hope. I've heard. I'm and so we were trying, trying to... to figure out the best way to create a playlist for you. 
And so we have each come to the table here with 13 songs. <laughs> In honor which is of the so thir- many songs, Joel. Which, which in so honor of the 13 you. colonies <laughs> no, that established this That's union. a British thing, Joel. When we plan our shows, we're like, hey, guys, let's make this a short show. Should we do like eight songs each? Because then we can get to Utah's famous 24. That's where, right? the, that's where the, no, that's the patent pending Zach seven. Yeah. What's, we can't decide a number. I pick seven. And, and Joel says in his like sick fog, he goes, <laughs> hey, guys, fever dream, but 13 and we're like, yeah, yeah you're it's, right. It's, well, it's no, either it's 13 or 50. Or 50. <laughs> there's there's no, no, no American numbers between 13 and 50. <laughs> so so we it, or we have 1776. <laughs> It's a lot. So yeah, we went with our uh, 13 picks each, and yeah. we're going to put this on Spotify. You can find our playlist at BaconCell.com, and then when you go to your party, all you have to do is press play on that Spotify playlist. Boom, your party is set. And I don't know about you guys, but I kind of position this as kind of like the uh, celebrating the entire day, and mm-hmm. we can talk about this or whatever, but almost like, hey, you can start with a parade if you want, just some, some music that everyone can like, go to the barbecue, and then have the big tunes playing at the fireworks. Now, Kent, you mentioned on our Halloween playlist episode mm-hmm. that while you love of Halloween, you hate Halloween songs. Yeah, you I'm like not Halloween a big music. Fan. You don't. Although songs. after that playlist, I, I really dug it. Yeah, so yeah. that must mean you really, really, really must love Fourth of July songs, <laughs> right? Because it's going to be the inverse. Well, there is because I know for a fact you hate <laughs> okay, the Fourth okay. of July. Hold on, though. Maybe I've come around. And maybe I've just been beat down so much by how much I've hated on the Fourth of July. I stand by the parade hate, and I stand by firework hate. Per- per- Fireworks hate? being a little overrated. But I love barbecues and exploding things are cool. Why'd you put such a weird emphasis on barbecue? Barbecues. Hmm. <laughs> barbecues. We're yeah. This uh, episode is sponsored by Barbie. Yeah, Q. indeed. But no, I... Sorry, I, Oppenheimer. It's I like the 4th of July, but it's like a low tier two holiday at best. Well, we talked about this on when we tiered holidays. Right. We didn't get Zach's opinion, though, because I love uh, 4th of July. Of tier one for me. Right. Zach, what about you? It's hot. It's hot. And yep. there's fire. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not my favorite. Is that a good thing? Thing? Oh, it's a bad thing. Yeah, I have generally worked on the on Independence Day, so no I don't really get to you. enjoy it right all of that much. However, in, the, in recent years, I've been able to, and I think it's getting more fun now that I have kids. Yes, they kids bring totally. so much joy They to find it. lame fireworks really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Smoke bombs are the coolest. Yeah. When my stepdaughter was two years old, she was you know she saw fireworks and talked about it for the next two months. She was like pop pop pop. And I don't think we can resist. Maybe it was like taught in school or whatnot with the propaganda that we got. But some of these classic American songs we've known since we were five years old. Whether propaganda? It's, were you no, in some I, sort of Russian school? Well, I memorized some of these songs in school. So did I. And uh, I am but the I didn't only call one. It propaganda. I, I called it music class. I hold them very dear because of hey, that. It I, works. I am the only one at this table that was in elementary school post 9-11. And some of these are written in my heart, not on purpose. Oh. Not by choice. Wow. I had to stand up and hear a couple of these songs every morning. What? Oh, darn. Patriotism. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> what is with Patriotism you Patriotism is great. Yeah. I love this holiday. I think we'll probably come up with a pretty good playlist here. Sure. Some of the songs may be a little unusual, but hopefully they fit the right vibe. Yeah. Quick tangent. What's this holiday called? Independence Day. Why doesn't anybody call it that? Because the, the movie took it over. I, is that it? No. Because it became a global holiday after because that. Because Independence Day is is a Will Smith movie. I, Everyone calls it the 4th of July. Sometimes I want to call it ID4. ID4. Yeah. That was Do great. we do that with any other holiday? Is there any other no. federal, like national holiday where we call it the date? Yeah. Oh, I can't. What, what are you doing for December 25th? The 25th no. of December. 25th of, 25th of December. Yeah. Be British. No. Someone will prove us wrong. 4th of July. I don't July. think so. 
It's so strange. Yeah. It's weird. When you're talking about it, and we will say it all the time on this episode, 4th of July. Independence Day is really hard to say. Call it it by its name, you cowards. (laughs) (laughs) Indie Day? No. Indie Day? Oh. Freedom Day? Oh, kid. We're going to celebrate a holiday. All right. Listen to this music. Let's jump into it. Then we have some clips we're going to be playing for you, and then so you can hear the song, and then you can see our full playlist, like I said, at Spotify.com. Joel, I think you should get us started with our first song. Well, if I'm starting off a 4th of July party, there really mm-hmm. is only one song that should be played. Stand up, gentlemen. Hand up your heart. So this is, of course, the Star Spangled Banner. You could play this by almost anyone. There are yeah. very few renditions that I do not recommend. Roseanne, that's the Fergie. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, there's some bad ones out. Sure. There. Personal go-to is uh, Boston. It's an instrumental that you oh, like or that you don't like. But that I love. Okay. Okay. Uh, but this is uh, Whitney Houston. She sang this in Classic. February 1991 at the Super Bowl, and it is a fantastic rendition. In fact, when I was like, "Man, what's a really good version of the Star Spangled Banner?" Saw this one and it was like, "Perfect, I'll pick it." And then I saw Kent had already picked this exact same. Oh one. yeah, because it's that good. So good. Yeah, and it could be at any sort of event. Yes. Like you said, it starts off whether it's a baseball game, a parade, fireworks. It's big enough and, and sentimental enough that it kind of fits any mood. Yeah. They, they said that she was singing into a dead microphone. And that is actually pretty common practice for the Super Bowl is that they, they sing live, mm-hmm. but they have a recording playing because with everything going on, sometimes right. it's hard to hear them. Sometimes they mess up. Right. It's a hard song to sing in the first place. And so this one is kind of a pre-recorded. But yeah. it also, As I understand it, this is a recording that she did. In advance. Yes. Still there. Yes. But not like when, when the big moment was happening. When everything was going yeah. on. But still a fantastic performance. And actually, it was after the September 11th attacks, they re-released this, and it mm. went up to number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Jeez. Wow. It's a fantastic rendition. It's a beautiful song. I actually really do enjoy it. I love hearing it, especially at Fourth of July parties. And so I'm going to pick the national anthem to kick off our What playlist. a great way great to start. start things. Kent? So I'm going to start it off with our enemy. It's a British singer, Kim Wilde. Singing Kids in America. Now, I'm not trying to pick on Kim Wilde. I think this is a fantastic song, but I was like, hey, she's British and she says we are the kids in America. Well, this, one, this song came out in 1982. It sold over 3 million copies, hit t- number 25 on the Hot 100. And this is what I picture with this song. I'm at a parade. I'm grumpy. It's like 9.30 in the morning. The sun is shining right in my eyes. And this float of these kids bop singers, all wearing matching matching <laughs> colored shirts, are trying to sing this song, Kids in America, trying to be cute. Three of the moms are overemphasizing the song themselves. And mm-hmm. those sparklers. Come yeah. Out. And you're like, OK, of course, if your kid's in there, you're videotaping the whole thing. And I've heard a couple uh, different versions of Kids in America, but yeah. I, I do like this one. The yeah. Wild one. This is the classic one. This wasn't even her biggest hit. Uh, her biggest hit was You Keep Me Hanging On. I love that it's one. It's a great song. That's her? Yeah, that's yeah. her. I know that one. So she was kind of seen almost as a one-hit wonder. Babe. Love the synth. Yeah, it's pretty great. And you choose that one because it says the word America. Yeah, kids in America, oh, literally. Good choice. Uh, there will be a theme. Does it say America? <laughs> well, remember we had the whole discussion about whether it was a Halloween song or not? Mm-hmm. Some of these I'm like, just because it says America doesn't mean it's an America song. Yeah, that some are very non-American. Yeah. Well, we're oh, let's continue on in our parade. And what's that down the line? Oh, it's a float. And it's 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 kind of vague in what it's trying to say, but it has a lot of landmarks on it. I've been everywhere, man. Nice. I've been everywhere, oh, it's Johnny man. Cash saying I've been everywhere. Johnny Cash needs to be on this playlist. Absolutely, of course. And this song is funny to me. 
Oh, sure. the backstory on attack? Oh, well, uh, as I understand it, uh, this is uh, a song that was written in 1959 by an Australian songwriter, Jeff Mack, using Australian places. Yeah. And then it was later adapted using North and South American places by a man named Hank Snow. And he got it literally by kind of just looking at an atlas and picking out words. Like there's two, there, I, I looked at where the, all the references were for that song. Yeah. And there's like two in Idaho. And like one, rec, one, <laughs> sure. one's, one's Rexburg. It is. The other's Idaho. It's got, it's got a rhyme. <laughs> Rexburg's in a Johnny Cash song? It is. It's kind of cool. Hey, this, this song has been used in several choice hotel commercials. It was the theme for these commercials from 2003 to 2009. It was also used in USPS commercials from 2021 20, to 2022. So it's such a multifaceted wow. song. Wow. And honestly, what's more American than telling people where you've been? <laughs> Just bragging about all the places, right, places in Idaho, including Idaho. I've been everywhere. Well, that float goes by, and it's pretty cool to see all those monuments. And then you see this bright blue float coming up with kind of, you know, maybe those little waves on it. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I know it's going to happen, and I'm not mad by it. Nice. Because, you know, America is more than just land. This also have coasts. This is the Youth City Council coming by in a float. <laughs> now okay. that their Hawaiian shirts yeah, on their sunglasses. Throwing taffy in your face. Yeah. So Surfing USA, we did talk about this all in episode 258, Cruising with the Beach Boys. Uh, this song is uh, almost a direct homage, shall we say, to Sweet Little 16 by uh, Chuck Berry. Uh, but I do enjoy this version better. I love Surfing USA. It's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's it was the number it, one right? song of 1963. Hey. If you want to know more about it, listen to our episode 258, Cruising with the Beach Boys. But I think that is a great song to put in a parade because, hey, it says the word USA in it, yeah. and it's fun. And it's so summery, right? Oh, totally. A lot of these songs need to feel summery. As Zach mentioned, it's hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. It's so sunny. Why are you saying uh, so bad? Why, why are parades always in yeah. the sun? Like, never under tree cover. How uh, okay? Not all of us can live on a street where there's like you know the overhanging trees. Yeah, everywhere. no, I'm saying I don't go to those parades. I need to. I'm not big on parades either. That's why I walk the <gasps> other direction. What? Like I, if I walk, it's was it Mitch Hedberg? He says, or no, it's Dimitri <laughs> Martin. If I if you want to see the parade and fast forward, just run the opposite direction. <laughs> You're like, a parade oh. anarchist. Last no, time. Wait, do you really not like parades? You like no. two of the three Fourth of July things? No, I, I like parades like with my level. kids. But even okay. as a kid, I didn't like parades. Really? Even for the candy? The candy was awesome, but when they didn't throw it, it was the worst. Especially when oh. you're like at the end of the parade and they'd run out. And there have been years where they're like, it's too dangerous. You're like, why am I here? Yeah. Celebrate America? Come on. Or there's the years where they just throw out that like, you know, peanut butter taffy. Or they throw the, the business cards to go get oh. like a free car wash. Vote for Don. Hey, last time I went to a parade, my stepson threw up. I looked at him and went, honestly, same. <laughs> We're still standing there in the sun, right? Things are miserable, and I need something to cheer me up. And here comes this music. Ow! Did you step on something? <laughs> my hernia. I have a hernia. What gets your blood pumping more than living in America? A hernia. That's... <laughs> That's the wrong kind of blood weird pumping Al going on. Living with a hernia, it's forever associated with my brain. Yeah, because that's a Weird Al song, right? Yeah. He does that version? He does. It's so good. I, I don't love James Brown. I'll be honest. I don't think his what? lyrics are all that good. No. But the chorus here is just that cool. It becomes so like so much of an anthem. Mm -hmm. And I think this would actually fit really well in a parade, playing over a loudspeaker with all treble but no bass. <laughs> and once again, I mean, being in Rocky Four doesn't hurt. No, it's a, it's a great moment. Yeah, uh, even though it I know precedes, it's coming. it actually does make me sad every time I hear it because I, no, I know it's going to happen. Because it's that such Rocky a cool War. entrance, and then it's just it's it's a little tragic. It's fine. This this is another song where 
uh, at the end of the song, he just starts naming cities. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, I love so the requirements songs. for a Fourth of July song. Just to re- recap, what we have here yeah. is saying the word America or mentioning places in America. Yes, cool. This is a fun song. Though. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a great song. As the parade continues, we're, we have a see a float coming down, and what is it? But women who are maybe a, a little bit old to be wearing that that sort of a patriotic <laughs> miniskirt. Oh, but they are celebrating, you know, a bygone era of a, a wonderful genre of music. He was a famous trumpet man from all Chicago way. He had a boogie style that no one There's else could so play. He this. was a top man How at his craft. How is this song? So this is Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. And he was gone with the draft. He's in the uh, this army is a song. This is a, a World War II jump blues song uh, that was first introduced in Abbott and Costello comedy film Buck Privates in 1941. That tells the story of a trumpeter who was drafted into the U.S. Army where instead of playing his favorite boogie woogie songs, um, he's forced to play the Reveille, the like, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I might, I might have gotten it wrong. I'm so sorry. But it's, um, you know, the the good morning. We're gonna play that on the trumpet, and he he doesn't really like it. But hey, we're gonna give you a whole band to continue to play that song here in the army. But I just love the the, the kind of the tight harmonies. Yeah, and that that sound is so you know, 40s World War II era. You can kind of. You, again, you can kind of feel the, the way people are dressing and the way people are acting and obviously the, the patriotism. And may I, may I say something? Please do. There is something, I don't know, highly attractive about that kind of 1940s look. Yeah, the pin curled hair. Even yeah. the old yeah. women yeah. in the parade that do the jazzercise club. I, something about that look, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's yeah. very attractive. The Andrews Sisters recording reached number six on the U.S. pop singles chart in the spring of 1941 when that film was released. So this was not only a hit, but I think... Uh, an all-time classic of America. I don't know if I've seen that album, Costello. I'm going to have to look it up. I mean, I, I certainly haven't. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm a just fan of Abbott Costello, so. But hey, what's more American than World War II propaganda? <laughs> you guys with the propaganda. <laughs> Good messages. And then I just feel like after we see maybe that float go past, here come the baton twirlers. Love it. And what song is in your head every time you see a baton twirler? Yes, it's this one. So this is Stars and Stripes Forever. Uh, it's by John Philip Sousa. Any version will do of this. It's a fantastic song. And this, this is one of those songs that is actually two songs in one. Because you get this one. Mm-hmm. But then it's also the one that goes... Anyway, this was uh, composed on Christmas Day. He, he did it on an ocean liner on way home, actually in memory. And then when he got home, he hurried and wrote it all down. Really? Uh, but one of the things I found interesting is that uh, in theater and circus circles, this uh, piece, the Star and Strike Forever, is actually called the Disaster March because they only play it when emergency situations come up and they want to let the crew know that something wrong has happened. Quick, there's so, an emergency. Grab a piccolo. <laughs> Wait, so this is like uh, the horrible alarm clock song. Well, it's, so you're like, oh, they, I'm terrified. No, they don't know. They want the crowd to know. So they play yeah. the song and the crew's like, oh, we got to go go see what's wrong. Wow. But the, the crowd's like, yeah. But gentlemen, if you want to play this, this score is scored for uh, uh, two flutes, a piccolo, two oboes, two clarinets, two bassoons, four horns, two trumpets, three trombones, tuba, timpani, cymbals, bass drum, snare drum, glockenspiel, and strings. So if you have those, you can, you can play this at home. I think I have glockenspiel by yourself. gun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me give you my Glock. And there, <laughs> there are lyrics that he made. I didn't know there were lyrics to that song, but he wrote lyrics. Never been as famous as that. But uh, I don't know if either one of you recognize this as the Berenstain Bears theme as Wait, well. Berenstain or Berenstain? Berenstain and then... Mandela. 
But this was used as their television uh, theme song as well, obviously adapted. And then there's a weird, I don't know if you've ever heard the one, uh, it's like called the duck song, but apparently it was really popular like back in the thirties, but it was one of those parodies that I don't know how it spread, but it did when it's like, be kind to your web footed friends. Oh, I thought it was or like, a duck, maybe somebody's mother. I thought it was a YouTube video. It was like, Hey, got any grapes? <laughs> That's a different duck song. <laughs> And then it has that famous set. Now you think that this is the end. Well, it is. And that's oh, that's rude. Wow. That, that was my also my I'm done. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys. The mayor still wants to uh, come in the convertible that he borrowed from his brother-in-law. After the he, baton twirler. After the baton twirler. It's like he came late. <laughs> what kind of car is it? Um, it is a convertible. Okay, cool. Car. That's good enough. Uh no that, top, that means the Zach. Top. Yeah. The top yeah. goes down. And he's like kind of sitting there. Yeah, he's sitting awkwardly. like on the back of the car. Yeah. Feet on this back seat. Right. Oh, yeah. And he's just like waving. But why are we, really why are we describing him. the mayor so much? Get to <laughs> Banner, the music. Yeah, Banner he's, on the side door. He's a little balding. Big mustache. Yeah. And he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt for some reason. But it doesn't really fit with the song he's playing, which is... It's a little slow for how the parade has been going. But he just loves this song so much because he loves John Denver. I love it too. West I love Virginia. this song. I, I'm not even from West Virginia, but this makes me dream, like stare off in the distance and dream of home. Yeah. And that's, I think it's what it just kind of, even though it is about like the heart of America and West Virginia, it even became their theme song for a while for the whole state. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is, I, and maybe that theme with this and like I've been everywhere. Yeah. Road trip songs. Yeah. For some they reason, very like, American. it's tripping good, across America. Good American music names places. <laughs> True. I mean, that's pretty much it. It's an all-timer. It is a sleepy song, but it's just so beautiful. Oh, and it's so fun to sing along to, to get a group of, a yeah. large group of people. Right. Just singing, oh, take me home. It's so fun. Yeah. And so I feel fun. like all the, uh, Sweet ba- Caroline, <laughs> all the baby boomers will be singing it in the parade as well. Yeah. They're like, that's why I voted for him. That guy in the Hawaiian shirt that is riding the convertible. He knows. Do you want me to, to talk do. more about him no. a little bit? You don't even know the yeah. mayor's last name. Big um, mustache. Or big in. mustache. Yeah. That's his yeah. last name. Uh, is that German? <laughs> big mustache. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we've talked a lot. You know, we're going to transition maybe over to a party. We've got to do some traveling. Maybe someone's left the party early because they didn't want to see the mayor. Yeah. Oh, uh, I hate parades, so yeah, I try to leave them early to, all yeah, the time. Yeah, headed to the party. So this is just a, more of a listening song, and it really falls in line with what we've been talking about the whole time, where you just you got to say America. This guy, those people are leaving the parade. Yeah, this is you're filing out, and an American woman comes on. So wait, so all like the eight year old boys are like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, get, the girl I like, American woman, American woman, uh, get away from me. Why are eight year olds cracking their voice? Ma- ma- mama, let me be. <laughs> Very advanced. This is American Woman. Specifically, this version is done by Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, it's great. Um, this was originally a Guess Who song released in 1970. However, it was covered for the soundtrack of Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me True. by Lenny Kravitz. However, this is what's funny about this song. Yes, it says American uh, woman in it. America. Oh, that counts, right? actually. So it, it'll come up on, on patriotic playlists. So the song uh, by the Guess Who, a Canadian band, uh, talks about... <laughs> they want to be American. Talks about the singer's desire to distance himself from the stereotypes and expectations of American women and their culture. It's like, hey, Wait, what? I want to distance myself from America. I, I'm, I like Canadian women. I don't like American Tried women. Tried it. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, she's real, guys. This isn't behind a paywall. <laughs> 
Uh, I never knew that. No, this is the, this is classic with a lot of these songs is the yeah. chorus is what people hear. They don't care about the verses. It's weird that there are songs that they have uh, a meaning, but we've all we've taken the song to be more patriotic, right? Yes, it's sure. just like, yeah, we like that part of it. Yes, exactly. Now, American Woman was the first song by a Canadian band to hit number one in America. Uh, the original Guess Who version, obviously. And then uh, it was definitely perceived to be anti-American by some people, including Pat Nixon, the wife of President Richard Nixon, who asked that they not play American Women when the band was invited to play at the White House in July of 1970, shortly after the song's release. The album American Women became Guess Who's only album to reach top 10 on the Billboard charts, peaking at number nine. So it was a popular song. And the president's wife is like, hey, uh, it's anti-American. Please don't play it. Oh, but people are going to play it. Anytime I play Guess Who, I ask if they have a big mustache, like the mayor. <laughs> the mayor's mustache? Yeah, exactly. Have the mayor's mustache. Okay, we're not talking about mayor big mustache anymore. Oh, oh dang okay, it. That's fine. <laughs> well, we're talking about Lenny Kravitz version because it is, I think, the more rocky, fun I, version of this song. Yeah. And again, what's more American than Canadians hating on America? Guess. Is, a mayor, is he the mayor of Baconsalia? What? It's Mayor Big Mustache, the mayor of Vacancy. I voted for the other guy. So. <laughs> of course you did. Jim Smallbeard. <laughs> Joel? Uh, so now it's time to get to the party. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a drive going on. It's going to take about eight minutes to get to where you're going. So you might as well listen to this. I started singing bye bye. You're riding the car. Picture it. Our windows are down. So good. Arms are out the window. You're all singing this song. Yeah. This is, of course, American Pie by Don McLean. McLean? I say McLean. I, I said it the wrong way last time. My parents Michael got McLean. Me. It's not Michael McLean. Uh, but this is, uh, once again, kind of a downer song when you look at the lyrics, because mm-hmm. it is about the death of Buddy Holly, Big Bopper, Richie Valens, and kind of that era of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And uh, they died in a plane crash. It was very tragic. He was uh, Don McLean was, was young when he found out about this. Mm. But he wrote this song. We did talk about it a lot on our 70s one-hit wonder episode of Bacon Cells. So if you want to know more details, go back and listen to that. But I just thought, hey, while you're in the car, listen to American Pie as you're driving along to the party. Yeah. It's a great way to pass the time. All right. Welcome to the party, guys. We're having a barbecue. I don't go to parties often. (laughs) Clearly. But there's food at this one. So make sure you choose all your tier one food for the plate. We did have an episode about that as well. You're going to have to get in line, though, because the grill's still kind of going. It's with the getting set up here. But, But to get... This party started. We have the perfect song. Guys, you thought this is a bro party? You're starting out with this? There's no other way to start a barbecue than by partying in the USA. <laughs> I I am shocked and appalled that you picked this song, Kent. How? And you Why? could not have made a better choice. Yeah, okay, I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I unapologetically love this song. <laughs> Once I, again, I, told, I was talking to my kids about there. You put the... They're going to have Party in the USA on there. And yeah. I said, look, I'm not a big fan of Miley Cyrus in general. No. But I really like three of her songs. Yeah, Wait, no. uh, which ones? Oh. That's for another show. <laughs> for a Miley Same show. For wow. Our, this is one of them. I know it seems like I did a simple Google search and said songs with America or USA. And it, it's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. But I genuinely like this song. This is your chat GPT generated list. why do we like list? this song, guys? Why do us three... Okay. Older it's, gentlemen no, it's like it's a bop, song. man. It's a total bop. And it's about the American dream. If the American dream was taking a taxi to Hollywood and feeling a little out of place, but your tummy's feeling a little nervous. But what and is she? I'm nervous. But, but then what then is she moving her? What is she nodding her head like? What is she moving her hips like? like she never says. Like, yeah. That's not a direction. Uh, it's like, yeah, Joel. It makes your tummy feel better. Yeah. So I'm nodding my head like, yes. And like, then I'm moving my hips and like, And the Jay-Z yes. song was on. 
And a Jamie song was on. It's not just it's a not Britney specific song. enough for me. There was a Britney song. <laughs> but yeah, what's more American than a song that just says USA a few times, but really. Or Party in the CIA if you're Weird Al. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to apologize to Weird Al because I almost chose a Weird Al song, but you I did. took it off my list. You almost did the Hamilton Polka. Yeah. My wife listened to that song and felt assaulted musically <laughs> yeah it's just too much oh the polkas i'm a big fan of well we're we're at the the barbecue is there going to be any activity at the barbecue oh you decide cornhole hey Long there's darts. cornhole yeah yeah well i think in order to celebrate america we must uh, give ourselves a, the time to at least participate a little bit in a very american activity oh, and we're going to listen to a song about baseball. This is center field from, is it John Fogarty? Yes. yes. For, for, McLean. Former John. member of the CCR. Former member of CCR, yes. Uh, center field by John Fogarty. Fogarty. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's from his 1985 <laughs> album of the same name, Center Field. And it is one of the most popular baseball songs of all time. Bet you can't name a second one. Uh, Take me out to the ball game. Oh, dang it. You could. Yes, uh, it features references to several baseball legends such as Joe DiMaggio, Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, and Casey at the Bat. I, I know, know him. The Mudville Nine. It was written and inspired by Fogarty's love of baseball and his childhood dream of playing center field at Yankee Stadium. Instead, he just was in CCR. Sorry about that. Did he ever get to throw the first pitch? Oh, probably at some point. Hopefully. There's a lot of games. I'll tell you what, Zach. You know, I'm not a fan of uh, playing baseball or watching baseball. Or just or baseball. baseball. But no, but honestly, something about the, the association of baseball being America's sport. Sure? This song comes on and I get kind of nostalgic for it those is. times in Pitching Machine when I was when I was terrible. Hey, Joel. <laughs> Want to have a catch? <gasps> You're not my father. <laughs> not even his best friend. <laughs> call, call me daddy. <laughs> Uh, Robert Hilburn of the Los Angeles Times called it a delightful mixture of baseball lore and rock ambition, uh, saying it was the tale of a veteran ball player is looking forward to a new season. And in 2010, the song was honored by the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And uh, Fogarty performed it live at the induction ceremony. This song's in the Hall of Fame. So it's we a have that's uh, a good song. American Pie. We have baseball. Very American things. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. What's Leave more? America. <laughs> but what's more American than baseball? Joel? Well, my song is more kind of a mood. Like okay. you know, you know how I said you walk into the Halloween party and you just you hear Monster Mash and you're looking around. You kind totally. of get, and you get that whole camera view of the whole party. In this one, as people are playing games, as people are barbecuing, as people are getting set up, uh, as waiting for the food, for some reason, this song is playing in my head. Oh, what? Something about the entertainer gentleman and ragtime music in general okay. sure. screams America. To I, me. And in fact, it was invented in America. Yeah. And I think the entertainer is a fantastic example of this. Uh, it was written by uh, Scott Joplin, who was an African American composer and pianist, dubbed the King of Ragtime. And so most ragtime songs of that era, for some reason, just feel so Americana to me mm -hmm. that I wanted to put at least one representative here in this playlist. And that's what I kind of picture for like barbecue music or, where, or a party where we're at. It's yeah. kind of in the background. So nothing feels unusual. It's not like offensive music at all. So that would fit in, in perfectly, actually. Yeah. So this is one of those ones where people know it maybe from The Sting. It was, it was popularized in the, late, in the 70s because of that. But the Recording Industry Association of America, the RIAA, ranked it at number 10 on its Songs of the Century list, The Entertainer. You guys may also know it as the ice cream truck song, because for some reason this was mm -hmm. playing on like all the ice cream trucks back in the day. But this one or Maple Leaf Rag, basically anything by Scott Joplin or, or ragtime music, I think needs to be in some 
incarnation on a 4th of July playlist. There's going to be so many kids looking through the fence like, is the ice cream ice machine cream? here? I'm eight and I'm cracking my voice. Tell them they're big mustaches, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that the ice cream machine song? I don't, I don't know. know. It was either that or Christmas music for some reason with mine. I don't care for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but it was Christmas bad. music in the summer? Yeah, yeah. That's creepy. Because ice cream cold, Joel. Oh, I did not know ice cream was cold. <laughs> it's hot outside and the ice cream's cold. Guys, I don't think any barbecue, honestly, or summer day is complete without a certain band. And this is when your white trash cousins show up. And uh, and also, we got the slip and slides out for Mary McMustache's kids. Mary McMustache. Big mustache. Mary McMustache. But it's you got the slip and slide, all the fun stuff. But there's one band that is so summery to me. And it's 311. Yeah. What? You could almost choose any 311 song to be in any part of summer. In fact, 311 is... I don't know. They don't have that amber energy I want in a summer song. Yeah, right. (laughs) Really, it's like... And a lot of people could be like, yeah, it's always kind of the same vibe. I have always loved 311. They They make the same song over and over again, and I love that one song. Isn't that crazy, Mm -hmm. though? They have 13 albums. I've loved pretty much every single one of them. And it is the kind of song that as soon as it plays, like all of a sudden everyone's wearing wife beaters and visors. You're like, it's not 1999, but somehow it still is in our hearts. But yes, this one is... they have frosted tips? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so do you after hearing that song. Oh, the song is called... How'd you do that? The song is called Don't Tread on Me. So it doesn't actually say America. It's more of a hidden meaning, sort of. I, I, I struggle to believe that they actually follow any of that ideology, but sure. Well, kind of, but it's more, it's more of a personal thing, but you could see it as America. Basically, it's like, hey, I'm calm, I'm chill, I'm 311, but if you start to pick on me, I'm going to stand up for myself. And that's exactly what America did to England back in the day. I thought you were going to say, that's exactly what I'm going to do at the party if people start picking on me. No, I, you can pick on me. It's fine. I'm going to push over. This is a fun party already. It's just getting started. We've got a slip and slide going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've got to, um, some having a catch in the background. You know what else is going to make it more fun? Can't did you bring the drinks? Wow, first time country has shown up. This is uh, my opportunity on this show on Bacon Sale to, to give country. Uh, first of all, just a general shout out to Toby Keith. I could have picked any Toby Keith song, but all of them were both appropriate and not appropriate. I don't know country, <laughs> so what is this song? This is It's Five O'Clock Somewhere by Alan Jackson with Jimmy Buffett. This oh, is an amazing it. song. So it really has to do with the drinks. It's about like orange cream Co- soda. Coca-Cola? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. It's about saying, hey, you... they only serve that after five. <laughs> yeah. They, they, you've had a long day, and you need to relax a little bit with your root beer, and uh, it's, it's probably five o'clock Crack somewhere. Crack open Just a cold root it. beer. Yep. Yeah. yeah. In this song, the main character is frustrated at work and justifies, you know, knocking off a bit early by saying, hey, it's probably quitting time somewhere. Uh, so it, it refers to justifying your certain activities uh, mid midway through your day. It was a smash hit when it graced the airwaves in 2003. It became the anthem cry of overworked workers all over. And isn't that American, gentlemen? <laughs> the song was named Vocal Event of the Year. Wait, at ev- both event? Vocal Event of the Year at the CMA Awards. Uh, it was the oh, working okay. man's anthem. It, uh, it topped the country's singles charts. And this was Jimmy Buffett's first ever number one hit. Wait, what? Yeah, weird, right? 
His duet with Alan Jackson was his first number one hit. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I love Alan Jackson, but... But it's Jimmy I, Buffett. I, I, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, and it, when he comes in on this song, because he sings on this track as well, it's like, ah, oh, nice. What I mean, would I, Jimmy Buffett do? Yeah, I, I mean, I like Alan Jackson. I had to include him on this list, but also, I mean, come on, it's Jimmy, Jimmy you Buffett. You can play any Alan Jackson song yeah. on, America, on a Fourth of July playlist. It, it all works. It's Most all country music you can play. Yeah, honestly. exactly. But gentlemen, I have to say, what is more American than day drinking? All right, Joel. <laughs> Family the orange cream soda and root beer, right? <laughs> okay. People have food in their belly. They're mm-hmm. happy. They've yeah. had their five o'clock uh, root beer. Yeah, absolutely. And things cream, are getting a little crazy. <laughs> so then you like, you know, the volleyball nets out, the lawn darts are out, the cornhole's out. People are having a lot of fun. And the party is kind of uh, crescendoing, shall we, shall we say? Sure. And then this song is just going to take it up to the next level. This is R-O-C-K in the U-S-A. Which actually has a subtitle too of "A Salute to Sixties Rock" by John Cougar Mellencamp. He, he doesn't Perfect. use the Cougar anymore, but yeah. he'll always be John Cougar Mellencamp in my heart. So John Mellencamp, this is one of those songs that he thought was uh, too light-hearted. He had, he had this album called Scarecrow. It's a lot of grim songs, a lot of darker songs, and he's like, "No, this one's just not gonna fly on that album." But they decided to include it anyway, and it became one of his most well-known hits. People loved it. People enjoyed it, and he required his band to to learn how to play about a hundred songs from the 1960s before recording this album. He wanted to have that kind of old school 60s rock feel mm-hmm. to it. And this is the one, honestly, I feel like, like I said, during the party frenzy, when I was just having a great time, water slides are out, water balloons are happening. Like I've almost seen people, that slow motion people getting by water balloons or maybe a gasoline fight to that song. <laughs> a so, gasoline fight. R-O-C-K in the <laughs> USA by John Mellencamp. All right. Uh, we're taking a little break after playing that game, actually. I want people to just start thinking about America's history, the world's history. Okay. Just by saying uh, uh, just a few different references to history itself, which is. Oh. I mean, we started a bonfire in the backyard. Are you trying to say it wasn't you? But who started it? You just said we did. Oh, no. <laughs> we, did, we didn't start. We kind of started the fire. We totally started a bonfire. Oh, like, I'm blaming the mayor's kids. They're pyros. <laughs> You can't Who invited ma- them? Why are you why are you blaming the whole big mustache family? <laughs> the big mustaches did not come Wait, over did the this kids country. have mustaches? So awkward that Johnny McMustache doesn't even have a mustache. No wonder their voices Wait, are they're cracking when they're eight. <laughs> because they're, the cousins. they're growing mustaches at like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> what what those, is this tangent? Those, those poor girls. <laughs> And so, yes, I have chosen We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. This one was number one on the Hot 100. It includes 188 references to political, cultural, scientific, and sporting events between 1949 and 1989. And 1949 was when Billy Joel was born. So he's like, let's just start this off. And When history started, when I was born. And then to the release of the song. And the song really does just throw out reference after reference. But there's a weird sort of beauty to it. And I don't think he really likes this song all all that much. But he goes chronologically. Yes, absolutely. And and remember. But it's one that we all kind of sing along to. No, we go. We didn't start the fire. JFK blown away. What am I singing? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) It's a song, Joel. It is. (laughs) But it it is one of those songs that you're like, oh, yeah, his history's pretty crazy. Who started the fire? But, and then, follow- but, but, but Kent, how will I know what happened mm. since 1989? Well, my life. I'm so don't, glad. We don't need to talk about it. Let's not even give it the attention that it. You yeah, really don't want to. It's it a passing reference at most. Go um, listen to the follow-up boy version. It's real bad. Oh. <laughs> 
I mean, I could sing some lyrics from the Fallout Boy please, song. Please tell me it doesn't how, even go in chronological order. How they rhymed George Floyd with no, Metroid? No, uh, <laughs> that's all you need to know. It's pathetic. It's bad. Yeah, and I get it. It's it's a fun song and it's an easy song to riff on and make your own version. But I, no one does it like Billy Joel, and no one no. should try. No. So you started a bonfire. Yeah. Well, it, oh, no, I didn't start it. Oh, no, we didn't. It start, was always burning. We didn't start since the, this party's the bonfire. Yeah. Sounds so what, like a hazard. What's the, what are we what are we looking at at the sky? Is it is it dark yet? Yeah, it's, it's getting a little dark. D- yeah. Dusk. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little dusky. We have a lot of activities that we've, we've been doing. Yeah. We're standing around the bonfire. You know what else we could do? You and me go fishing in the dark. We could go fishing in the dark. <laughs> right, right there. We can, we can, this is a big backyard. Are we? All the mosquitoes are out. We're playing baseball. What we state do we down. live in? It's it's a big it's a big yard. Okay, <laughs> we're leaving Bacon Salia. Obviously, Trout Farm out back. Uh, that's true. This is Fishing in the Dark by Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, released in June of 1987. This is uh, a really I think it's our biggest hit. I would say, um, but it may or may not have a double meaning about relaxing with someone you love. Just you know. Just spending time after with day drinking. I just know this was played like at every wedding back in the day. Yeah. Wait, really? That's true. Seriously. I don't get it. So it's a it's a date song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's about a, a peaceful late night encounter with a fish. Okay. Uh, what's that one Guillermo del Toro movie? <laughs> nope. Like kiss, kiss, nope. glove, glove. Nope. nope. <laughs> this reached... Why? <laughs> <laughs> this reached number one on both the U.S. and Canadian country charts. Are there cryptids in Bacon Salia? <laughs> No. <laughs> yes, yes, there are. Yes, there are fish. And this, to me, the vibe of the party, again, you have that little bit of country bluegrass yeah. thing going on. It fits well. And what's more American fishing? I like your barbecue song, Zach. Thank you. Joel? We all have that one relative who's late to everything. Mm-hmm. And that relative usually arrives kind of after the food's all wrapped up and the activities are done. They come kind of for the end of it. Yeah. It's cool. So this is their song as they're driving up, trying to get to the party <laughs> on time. And this seems like a very kind of dusk driving, night driving, driving kind of song. song. This is by Depeche Mode, who are English, but they are singing about places in America. Uh, and the Route 66 was sung by Chuck Berry before. It was actually written uh, by an American songwriter called Bobby Troop, and the Nat King Cole did it and recorded it three times, I think. So there are other versions on this, but this version by Depeche Mode, where they mix it with their song Behind the Wheel, is one of my favorite traveling songs. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's talking about Route 66, a very famous highway in America that uh, starts at Chicago and goes to Los Angeles. So basically almost most of the country there, it cuts right through it. And you get to see all types of uh, places and people and meet all types of people. It does feel very American to me. And I think this is a great song to drive when you're late to a party. Yeah, sounds great. I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, competition here for the iPod that we're uh, playing this playlist from because I feel like uh, uncles and nephews are really battling for control of this one and i think our really emo nephew our emo nephew we're has taken control apparently at I, this family party i'm that emo nephew <laughs> so the emo nephew he wants to teach everyone a lesson he wants everyone to to know he's a little bit mad at american authority so he plays bleed american by jimmy eat world and he's like yeah bleed americans and he's really that's he's not really what mad. it's about though. yeah exactly it's not what it's about but he thinks it is because that's all he knows why do we invite him to this party he's going to take over the ipod <laughs> why do we have an ipod at this party <laughs> i have so many questions they're so dependable i still have mine from 2005 
But yeah, Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. A really interesting backstory with this album and that song. Mm-hmm. So it came out in July of 2001 from the album Bleed American. Great album. And then, yeah, it's a great album, right? So this is from the same album that everyone got for the middle. Mm-hmm. And there's um, so many good songs. So they end, some people ended up owning this song. Yes. But it was their first single that became... And, and, it's the first and, one on... Yes. They skipped past it. You shouldn't what? skip past it. It's really quite it's No, really like, quite honestly, good. skip whole Just because album. it wasn't on Guitar Hero 2 doesn't mean it's bad. Skip. You don't like salt, sweat, sugar on the asphalt? I, I try not to. So, yeah, interesting backstory on this one. It was released in two, uh, July 2001, but then after 9-11, Clear Channel said, hey, we're not going to play songs with certain subject matter or certain titles. Mm-hmm. Jimmy World's like, hey, we're going to play ball. Right, we're gonna change the name of the album and the song. So the album just became self-titled Jimmy Eat World, and the song became. And I think this is kind of a live die repeat sort of thing, where it's like we're gonna kind of change the title, but everyone will know it as this. But it became Salt Sweat Sugar. Yeah. But then everyone still knows it as Bleed American. Yeah. I'm not really sure what the song's totally about, but I know that I've been singing it wrong the entire time well, because at one point it goes, our hearts littering the topsoil. As so I was went, uh huh, littering the topsoil. I had not Fine that it, day. Oh, we go, we go, walk away. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Those are lyrics to me. But uh, in it's space... That lyrics are by Fozzie Bear. Uh, space Side is apparently Scotch. Make your thoughts go away with Space Side. Oh. Yeah, I, I looked that up. So the uncle that's I, been day drinking... I don't know the word. I don't know what the words mean. Side. I just kind of sing along with the sounds. But it's, it's an intense, awesome song. And so it, it's kind of perfect. As we, we get near, not the end, but as we get near the end of the barbecue. Who did we invite to this barbecue? Everybody. Our whole family. Barbecue. It's the town barbecue. Our family. Town barbecue. How about those Jack and Diane folks? Oh, yeah. To me, this feels like someone gained back control of the iPad and tried to swung it the other way to yeah. please the older crowd. A L- little bit. I mean, this is their second appearance of uh, this one. I, I think he released it as Was John, it Cougar at this point? John Cougar. Okay. At this point, he was still John Cougar. I don't know which member of the John Cougar Melon verse uh, sang this song. <laughs> <laughs> Melanoma verse? Uh, JCM. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, but Jack and Diane, it's it's a song about a high school couple falling in love and be realizing that adulthood, I, I, it kind of sucks a little so bit. So wait, is this kind of like the modern American dream? This is the song. This is the middle America dream. Okay. Right? This, this is, or just not necessarily dream, but like uh, maybe reality. The song describes two teenagers coming of age in middle America, exploring their independence before the responsibility and predictability of adulthood sets in. It generally resonates as a tale of a simpler time of small town rural life. I mean, come on, sucking on a chili dog outside a Tasty Freeze? Normally you eat those. (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog, I don't like that sound. Yeah, it went to number one for four weeks in 1982, turning John Cougar Melon verse into a household name, whatever name he picked. I'm liking the Americana feel of this. Yeah, I I like a lot of his music. Would, would kind of fits that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually was going to put Small Town as well. Yeah. Same deal, though. I just happen to like this one uh, a little bit better. I think it's Wild Nights. Cool is that class. a John Cougar Mellencamp song? Maybe. Wild Nights. Yeah, that would have fit as well. Colin. But hey, what's more American than realizing being an adult kind of sucks a little bit? <laughs> Joel? Guys, you're taking this I don't want to grow up. Downer. Um, so at this point of the, of the barbecue, um, there is going to be a little bit of a program I don't know if you guys have been to Fourth of July parties where this happens. I, I do, and I enjoy it, actually. Okay, go on. What's this program about? It's the part when they kind of recognize those in the crowd who have served in the military. Oh, yes. Love this. So, and then they do, and they, they do uh, an armed forces medley. 
So uh, when I was a kid, we'd go to these kind of uh, 4th of July concerts with my, my, my dad's family and because uh, my grandpa would sing in them. And one of the things they did, they did this Armed Forces medley where they start singing all the different songs uh, for the different uh, branches of the military, including... Uh, this Anchors. one's the Air Force. This is Anchors. Uh, th- yeah, this is uh, Wild Blue Yonder. But they have Anchors, Anchors away, away, Wild Blue Yonder, Armory Goes Rolling Along, and the Marines hymn, um, and the Coast Guard one they sometimes play as well. It's, that, well, it's a newer one. Because <laughs> you know, nobody cares about that one. Oh! It's <laughs> the Coast Guard. <laughs> but they, it was composed in 2022. They finally got like an official They finally one. did. But you know who doesn't have an official one? The Navy. What? Anchors Away Anchors is away's not, not official? official. It's its status Come remains on. unofficial. Anchors Away, my boys. But one of my favorite things was when they do these this medley in the concert, they'd have, when they sing the different parts, the people in the crowd who served would stand up and everyone kind of give them a little applause. At their part. My dad hated it. Really? Uh, my dad, he served in the Navy. His father served in the Army Air Corps, which was the pre-Air Force. Okay. And then my mom's dad, he served in the Army. And so someone was already gonna, always going to stand up at one of these. And my dad hated standing up. But every single time the Navy wants to go, we'd be like, Dad, Dad, stand up. Stand up. And he'd be like, no, no, I don't want to spot And he wouldn't do it? No, or he would you would, make him okay? We'd, we'd, he'd begrudgingly stand up, and then we'd all apply for him, and, and he'd get all embarrassed. He hates being in the spotlight. Okay. But I always like that little tribute to those who served in the military. And I think uh, just this, the, any, any of these songs can be played singularly, but I think I love the medley of all them together. And you just put this random thought in my head of, and this was once again, the, uh, the songs we'd learn in elementary, mm-hmm. which was uh, over hill, over dale. Yep. We, and I'd always sing over chip, over dale, we have hit the dusty trail. <laughs> the army <laughs> so was to love that. I was really clever as a kid. Well, I, I was always confused by the, by the shores of Tripoli. Sure, yeah. up, triple in the Marine Song, and it apparently it refers to the First Barbary War and the Battle of Derna in 1805. But I love singing these. I, I along with these, I enjoy it, and it is that kind of little patriot thing. Like, mm. by the way, there is an official order. When more than one song is played, they are played in the order specified by the Department of Defense Directive, which is first one has to be Army, then Marine Corps, then Navy, then Air Force, then Space Force, then Coast Guard. Space Force, Space Force got ahead of Coast Guard. That's I'm saying. Makes sense. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> uh, I when I was in high school, I sang at a Veterans Day concert at my junior and senior year. Yeah, and we did. We sang, you know, a medley the, of, of Space these. Force. Uh, Space Force wasn't in there yet. What does the Space Force song sound space like? Space Force. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Space <laughs> Force. <laughs> this is the Space Force. Joel, I'm glad that you had this wonderful, beautiful tribute to the veterans because they're veterans of Desert Storm that really want their own tribute, and it's this. What? Yeah. West Side Story. Da, 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 Obviously. Uh, Metallica, with once again, the same titles they used before, but different song, Don't Tread On wait, Me. Wait, so the same title as the 311 song? Yes, but, but it's, it's not a wildly cover. different song. It's a different song. Yes. And this song is very Metallica, as you can hear. Obviously, Don't Tread On Me is taken from the motto of the Gadsden flag with the snake image, also being used for the cover of the Metallica album at that time. And this is interesting because James Hetfeld said, you know, we're known a lot for our anti-authoritarian songs. But then he says in quotes, this is the other side of that. America is a, I'm going to edit, really good place. (laughs) I definitely think that. And that feeling comes from touring a lot. You find out what you like about certain places and you find out why you live in America. Even with all the bad, messed up 
stuff. It's still the most happening place to hang out. I love, he speaks so cleanly, Kent. He's so cleanly. I love Kent censoring along he the way. He family friendly Because you can himself. tell exactly where he's censoring. <laughs> and, and what edit to use yeah. to make it not so clear. Yeah. But I do kind of like that where Metallica's like, I mean, they're a very American band, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, homegrown and everything. One of the greatest American bands. I'll yeah. say it. Yeah, uh, yeah, now I know 11 We're Metallica songs, American by the way. Band. That's not Metallica. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the lyrics in this one is like, liberty or death, what we so proudly hail, which is taken from Patrick Henry's quote of give me liberty or give me death. And also another lyric is to secure peace is to prepare for war. This is the most like military strong, well, let's prepare for battle sort of song on my list. Hmm. Very overt. I do feel like this is for the Gen X people in the crowd. I don't know this one. Yeah, it's it's rockin'. But it's very Metallica. And that's why I didn't want this play during fireworks because I feel like it's a little bit too much for the families. But for the end of the barbecue, if you're still there. <laughs> so after this touching tribute where everyone, all the old people kind of stand up for their raw things, all of a sudden it's like, duh, 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 duh. all right, this one's for all the Desert Storm guys <laughs> out there. <laughs> I like how Kent's playing this song in, in my version of the party. <laughs> and all these, all the old people were there like hearing it. So like, what is this? They turned them up before and now they're just <laughs> in pain. Joel, I think we should give you permission to alter the order on the actual playlist on baconsale.com <laughs> as needed. It fits. How was the food at our barbecue? Tasty. Was it Dogs, okay? burgers, okay. There was a lot what? of potato Were salad. They a little Everyone burnt? brought potato Six salad. Six different kinds of potato salad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm still a little bit hungry. You would and be. And I know that there's a few minutes before the fireworks show starts. I'm going to go grab a quick bite to eat. And where else should I go? But. Yeah, we fancy like Applebee's <laughs> on what? Mm, mm. We're going to Applebee's. Is this a theme song for a commercial? <laughs> yeah. This is Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. Uh, this was, was he a Texas Ranger? <laughs> yeah. This was released in uh, August of 2021. The song blew up in this uh, that summer uh, because Hayes and his daughter did a TikTok dance that blew up and became a meme. But this song is Fancy Like Applebee's on a Date Night. It's a song that essentially mocks rich people uh, due to their extravagance, uh, the the people that may have lost touch with some of the simpler pleasures in life. Now, the song describes a date night at Applebee's where the couple shares a milkshake and dances to a jukebox. The term fancy like is a sarcastic way of saying they don't need to be extravagant to be happy. Zach, your list so far Mm -hmm. is either the least American list or the most Most clever (laughs) American list. Yeah, that's what that's what we do. I mean, I haven't heard of America once in that song. Applebee's. It's it's, <laughs> it's French for America. <laughs> wow. Applebee's is American Applebee's, <laughs> so it's American. Also, I really like the bass beat in that one. It's mm-hmm. the, you know the beat drop is really good. Listen to that song with the something beat with drop good, in that country song. Good subwoofer. It it really is. It was part of a weird subgenre of hip hop country that was popular there for a minute. But as I have to say, gentlemen, what is more American than Applebee's? Joel? <laughs> Apple pie. You can get it at Applebee's probably. Can you? you can get spinach artichoke dip. That's Sa- not apple pie. Southwest apple I, pie. Arguably better. Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to take the, the party in a... Uh... <laughs> Hold on, guys. Real quick. Let's pull the audience. Spinach artichoke dip <laughs> or, apple, or apple pie. <laughs> guys, we just found the teaser. <laughs> I really love dipping pita chips in apple pie. <laughs> Probably good. I don't like cooked apples. Gentlemen, I'm going to take a moment now and, and somber the room a bit. Take us in a little different direction because okay. before... I need some sombering. I've had a lot of spinach artichoke dip. <laughs> you should the, have some apple pie. Before the fireworks begin, we are going to retire a flag. Oh. 
because uh, something that you do occasionally, if, if a flag gets too ragged, you respectfully take it and uh, and and burn it essentially. Mm-hmm. And we, I did not really. I did that in Boy Scouts. Maybe once we learned how to do it. But when I married into my wife's family, they actually did every year at their 4th of July party. It was a fantastic party. They had this amazing backyard, great food. We did homemade ice cream. There was a candy cannon. It was wonderful. Uh, They don't do it as much anymore. But one of the things they did as part of it is they would retire a flag. Hmm. And so they get a couple of the the younger men around and they'd they'd kind of teach them how to hold it and, and present it. Right. And then they'd kind of have a little bonfire there and they'd hold it up during this presentation. And I had no concept of this. It's not really a song as much as it is a poem, a spoken poem with music in the background, but it's by Johnny Cash and it's called Ragged Old Flag. See, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And so he does this kind of poem and really, I, I, I don't want to downplay it, but it's kind of like, this is the, this flag is the Forrest Gump of flags. Like it, it's been everywhere. But the, the, the story is this guy goes into a town and there's this ragged flag there and he's like, that flag is really kind of messed up. Why don't you guys just take it down? And the, one of the townspeople tells him the story of how that, that flag has been in all these different very iconic American battles. It is very sentimental. It is very cheesy. The poem isn't the greatest, but Johnny Cash actually wrote, wrote it during a time of political turbulence in the United States. Hmm. And so he just kind of wrote this to reaffirm his faith in the country and the goodness of the American people and... I heard it and I was like, wow, that's actually really powerful. And so it's weird because like I said, it's not really a song. And honestly, if you put our playlist on shuffle and this comes on, people are going to be like, wait, what? Who's talking? Right. But Oh, they know. It's Johnny Cash. Uh, But uh, Ragged Old Flag really has become part of my 4th of July celebration because of my wife's family. Nice. Very cool. All right, guys. The fireworks are beginning. The kids are starting to sit down. You've got your blankets all stretched out and everything like that. And you want to sit down. And we're going to play a song that warms up the crowd, but isn't one of the major players, but has just the right instrumentation to get you going, and it's this. And you're like, is this Last of the Mohicans? Oh, man. Is this Braveheart? Is this Metallica again? It is Metallica. No, it's John Powell who scored How to Train Your Dragon. (laughs) And this, this track is called Test Drive. Is that very American? No. Wait, this is Test Drive. <laughs> yeah, those bagpipes are really American. No, <laughs> so that's the thing. It's It feels like an American classic, but has like a Scottish influence we, on this one. We had we, we had a list of like, hey, here's what I'm going to submit to the playlist uh-huh. probably. And I read that and went, I have no idea what that song was and moved on. Yeah. And I'm shocked. No, it's wonderful. <laughs> this one or Forbidden Friendship are perfect fireworks songs. And I think movie scores by and large just work and granted it's it's hard to find the right ones that would time really well with fireworks this one being two and a half minutes would just go perfectly and it just builds and what there's kind like of fireworks are playing during this you think these, oh these this like is fountains? like um yeah this this the smaller ones for yeah. now and then by the end of the song they, they build not to the highest point because we still have probably what 47 minutes left in this fireworks show it's, it's really gonna be a really long fireworks show. Show. the kids will go yeah i think i know this song. everyone in the neighborhood shipped in though so that's good yeah absolutely but this one gets, like it fireworks. gets my heart beating and i love this whole soundtrack so much so i needed to include it so this is my my lone movie score here wow man i'm feeling a little uh silly because i almost included a uh, movie theme as well or, yeah. you know a, a movie score but as I you should have oh no because kent you and i Together, you you went to, uh, to a bees game for my birthday, yes, and we sat and watched a fireworks show mm-hmm. to the score of John Williams in Star Wars, totally, and it was magical. Yeah, that uh, he's a pirate is a yeah. great fireworks song. Yeah, bum, bum, which movie, is bum, funny because that's not American movie scores and fireworks. It's perfect. Win. It's great. Oh dang, should have picked one. 
Instead, I picked a, again, we're in the fireworks show. I picked a song that's peppy and fun. It's brought up on Bacon Sale many times, and I, I, I just love it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you. Hey. Megan, Desmond Kiss. I could, I could put this on any playlist anytime because this is just it's about... It's like when you have those little snap pops. Psh, 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 yeah, <laughs> we're throwing them down to the... Psh, psh. Oh, oh I, can is, see, I can see kids play with sparklers to this one. Yeah, you, you draw in the air with the sparkler. This is just an upbeat fun song. Okay, totally. fine. I admit, it has very little to nothing to do with America. But it is still a good time. This is from uh, You Make My Dreams, parentheses, come true, from Hall & Oates. Uh, taken from their ninth studio album. Do we need to do a Hall & Oates show? Nine albums. Maybe. Uh, Voices in 1980. The song reached number five on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in 1981. Uh, in the song, the protagonist explains that his partner possesses everything he wants and needs, but is difficult to handle. Uh, however, she brings like all... firework. Yeah. She brings all his scattered thoughts and dreams together and makes them into a reality. He believes that she's the one for him and has been waiting for her to come into his life. And... Mm what's more American than your dreams coming true? Well, Zach, you can't end every single pick with what's more American than blink. We're almost done with this playlist. You better believe I can. You said what's more American than Applebee's like two answers ago. You'll we'll never forget that. And you'll see that quote on Twitter later. <laughs> Unfortunately, during the raucousness that happened during Zach's uh, portion of the fireworks, the, music, the sparklers and pop section. Yeah. Some stuff got knocked over. Oh, no. Oh, uh, how is the mayor treating this? Well, I just it, it's OK. Nothing was lit when okay. I got knocked over, but there's going to have to be some resetting. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. I might have been. So as they get things set up and it's going to build to something amazing, I present to you. Because it starts off with just a. So I'll get set up and little. This is Battle Hymn of the Republic uh, by the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. No, I did not just pick this because it was featured in UHF. That is not why. <laughs> it's not not why. It's right. the weirdest thing to see Mormon Tabernacle Choir in the credits on UHF, yeah. but that's not the point. I love Battle Hymn. Battle Hymn of the love Republic it. is one of those weird songs where I'm like, how, why is it? It's, it's very religious uh -huh. in the lyrics, right? but it feels it's so, so patriotic. Yeah. And I found out it actually was written by an abolitionist named Julia Ward Howe. And she wrote uh, this song because of a popular soldier song called John Brown's Body. Hmm. And the lyrics in the original song go something like, John Brown's body lies a moldering in the grave. His soul is marching on. Ba -da 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 -da. But it's talking about this guy's, this soldier who died in his his body's moldering in the grave. It was a little dark. Isn't that in scary stories they tell in the dark? It may have been. Okay. <laughs> and actually, it may have even come from a much older folk uh, hymn back in the 1700s called Say Brothers, Will You Meet Us? Uh, or Glory Hallelujah. But then there was a reverend who suggested that she write new words for the, for the fighting men in, in the Civil War. And she wrote uh, Battle Hymn of the Republic with these new lyrics. And it became this frequently used American patriotic song so for the good. Civil War. Now, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, or, or the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Tabcats. Tabcats. They won a Grammy Award for this, al for this album. I believe it. Uh, for Best Performance by a Vocal Group or Chorus. And uh, the single, actually. And then the single reached number 13 on Billboard Hot 100. What? This song. Did they go to the Grammys in all the their matching dresses? <laughs> <laughs> it was on a set. That's the sound of their dresses. Um just in case you didn't but know. But this has been used like over and over. You've, you've seen it a dozen times in movies. Whenever they give a, a rousing speech, this is going to be playing in the background. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. used it in some the lyrics in some of his sermons. 
Um, the, the inscription, mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord is written on the feet of the fallen soldier at the American cemetery in Normandy, France. It's been performed at inaugural parades for various presidents. Like this is one of those songs that I feel like it needs to be in a 4th of July playlist and also has Utah connection, which is awesome. But this is one of those that builds and I really do enjoy it. It starts off so small and by the end, you're just like, yes. And all the big fireworks are going off. This is a fantastic song to start it's out. It's so wonderful. A fireworks show. I highly recommend it. The fireworks were so intense in that song, Joel, that it felt like a grand finale. But we have so much fireworks show left to go. Almost too much. And so we're going to slow it down a little bit. In fact, people are going to be like, wait, is it over? And then we're going to see one firework light the sky. And you're going to hear one note. And millennials will cry. When I was... I knew it! Just think it. Here's the firework. Ready? Zach have unusual ideas of theme. This song says parade, Joel. What's more American? We started out every single parade. Guys, I just want to point out we start out every single song was either naming places in America or saying the word America or USA. We've now gone to like just also Ken doesn't realize we, we did our parade this morning. Yeah, but we're not playing the black parade <laughs> when kids are well, there are kids around. But this song it Most grows. of them are asleep. <laughs> yeah. It grows and it becomes so big in the end. And granted, the messaging of this song, it's about the passage out of life and the memories that the patient in this song has of it. And death comes for him in the form of a parade. But why is because it Because it's playlist? so friggin' epic. It's the epicness that would create Save an atmosphere. Epic town party. Yeah. This is the <laughs> fourth of the July epic town, town party. party. But I feel like this song is perfect for fireworks because you can just have one at a time and then two and then they just keep. You're going to murder the person who's trying to time these fireworks at the end. Listen. At the end it is so frantic and it, so fun. so frantic. They're going to have a heart attack. But think about this. There are so many millennials with young kids that had to drag them here. Finally they're like there's a song for me. I feel so heard from My Chemical Romance on the 4th of July. As they start crying, their eyeliner starts <laughs> washing down their face. Absolutely, and I'll be there. They're still dressed. Crying with alongside them. Chain wallets. <laughs> At this party, this, this is all, a weird fire all day party that we've been having. You know, Kent is is the kind of fun where we're we're rocking out. And oh, a lot. We're not really celebrating the holiday. Joel is the kind of fun where it's like, hey, I came dressed as Ben Franklin. <laughs> Benjamin Not Uncle Franklin. Sam. You don't know him as Ben. Be- Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. And I'm uh, just making loose connections to it all. You know, you've built up wonderfully to this moment, Kent. Of all I, the I knew it. fathers. You give me Benjamin Franklin's body. Thank you. <laughs> oh, savage. <laughs> I can maybe Washington, maybe. He was a ladies' man, Joel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice try. Uh, this is a very uh, uh, upbeat celebratory song. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're celebrating. Yeah. This is is the celebration song. It's called Celebration. It's called Celebration by Cool and the Gang. This is a song that was written by the American band Cool and the Gang. Here's what just happened. Yeah. The people lighting the fire. It started to rain a little bit, right? So they had to stop the fireworks. The wind got a little crazy. So they stopped the fireworks. (laughs) And then over the loudspeakers with no bass, all trouble. They started. They had to play music just to kind of entertain people for a little bit. That's the go-to song. That's the go-to song. You know why? Because... The lyrics are so generic, referring to party, good times, and celebration, that it is appropriate at everything from a bar mitzvah to a graduation. 
Or a Fourth of July party. Or a Fourth of July party. That may fit the theme much better than uh, what I was. (laughs) A young man. I mean, I was spending time with his dad. Tell me where it says party or fun in the Black Parade. Oh, you don't want to know about Mike Kim's parties. (laughs) This was released in 1980. Mike Kim. It's Mike Kim. This is Cool in the Gang's first and only single to reach number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. All right. And it is the generic celebratory party song, and it's going to happen at your 4th of July firework party no matter what. What if it's my bar mitzvah the same night? Good news. Yeah. <laughs> Works either way. Either way. Same playlist. Fits. You can even bring Black Parade to your bar mitzvah. <laughs> fits like in any size fits all glove. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question for you guys. When you guys watch fireworks, what are your favorite type of fireworks? The ones that go... Like yeah. the ones that are no, more No, I, I like the ones that go... The ones that like kind of rain down sparkly. Hold on. No, I don't want the sounds. Uh, so the ones that go up, they're the surprises, right? It goes, and then all of a sudden, and they're uh, the ends of the fireworks go. Oh, yeah. I like any firework that has a second level to it. Oh, yeah. I love those. Yeah. But one of my favorites though is the ones that don't have any visual. They just concussive. Oh yeah. And I feel like this song would have plenty of those. Wow, that's, that's a lot of successive fireworks. They're better doing on the offbeats. Yeah. Uh, but this is Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, which is a classic mm-hmm. example of uh, everyone's listening to the chorus, no one's listening to the lyrics. Because <laughs> every time this plays at, uh, at you know, Fourth of July parties, I'm like, yeah, Born in the USA. And the lyrics start going, I'm like, wait, what did he say? What, man? Uh, mm-hmm. Because this is actually kind of an anti-war song. This is this is a a guy. Um, well, I mean, for example, lyrics. Some lyrics here: Down in the shadow of the penitentiary, out by the gas fires of the refinery. I'm ten years burning down the road, nowhere to run, ain't got nowhere to go. He talks about these veterans who come home and don't have any place to go. The hardships they faced, uh, Vietnam specifically, that came back home. This is also, he wrote this song, and they they didn't think it kind of he didn't kind of have it right, so they pushed it back a couple albums, and then they kind of improvised almost this song when they started recording it. But it is one of those, aside from being one of the most misunderstood songs in history, mm-hmm, history sure. I do feel like it's also one of the ones where just like, it's got some power to it. Oh, yeah. And you can take it either way. You can focus on just the, the chorus and enjoy it, or you can enjoy it as a patriotic, wow, this is a cool song. Or you can listen to lyrics and be like, yeah, you know what? We got some work to do. Uh, this was number nine on the Billboard Hot 100 in January 18, 1985. And every time it plays at a fireworks show, I'm not upset. Yeah. I'm not upset. I enjoy I that song. So, Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen. All right, there's been a little bit of a theme with me lately, and maybe it a has theme of not having songs a theme? that don't fit. Songs that I wanted to put on here because I like the band. <laughs> there's one band that I love, and I'd probably play three of their albums for a fireworks show. But I'm going to go with this song because it's such a crowd pleaser. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just fell right into exactly what I was calling you out on. <laughs> this song literally has to do with fireworks because it's called starlight from what does starlight have to do with fireworks light from stars <laughs> in the, the sky very american british rock band listen <laughs> what canada <laughs> excuse me at least they're connected <laughs> oh we came from england okay <laughs> we're kind of celebrating the breakup of that situation <laughs> But this song came from their fourth album, Black Holes and Revelations. And there are other songs I'd actually play, but that would be like a Kent-specific fireworks show, like Knights of Sidonia or United States of Eurasia. I I just imagine if Kent was in charge of a playlist at my 4th of July party, how weird the party would would be. It would be be. so progressive. There would be no... I mean, they'd be like, is this a 4th of July party? But once again, this song, everyone kind of knows it because it's just so 
fun to sing along with. It's my favorite with. Muse song. Right. It's it, everyone's it, favorite Muse song. It truly song. is. The, it's the crowd pleaser of Muse songs, which is why I chose it, because you need... It's mainstream Muse. It, you, yeah. And you need a ma- mainstream Muse song for the fireworks show itself. And it really is fantastic. The bridge as well. You could have like different fireworks playing, maybe just the ones that shoot, but don't make any sound. And you're like, is that a dud? I don't know. But then all of a sudden everyone goes... Prrr. I actually would love to see a fireworks show to this song. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even Thank playing. you. That did be fun. Thank you. And it's about love, and so hopefully you're cuddling someone you love or I thought you, about, I you, thought know, you said kids. it was about stars and lights. Yep, fireworks. It's about fireworks. Oh, I forgot to say what's more American than celebrating. Oh no. Because <laughs> that <laughs> now was, we don't know. That was implied, oh, Zach. Dang it. <laughs> that was implied. Dang it. Are we midway through our 45-minute fireworks show? I believe we're so. Near, we're, we're getting there. We're nearing the end. Well, this is just a mi- a nice middle portion of of our fireworks show. Oh, not life is a highway. This is by Rascal Flats, the superior version of this song, in my opinion. But life is a highway is a hot cars. take because because of cars. It's a song originally written by Canadian singer-songwriter Tom Cochran <laughs> in 1991. Was he just getting after him? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I know. But it was covered for the 2006 Disney Pixar film Cars. Which I think I like better than most people. Just it, it's probably because it's cars. I enjoy cars thoroughly. Yeah, life is a highway it's can be good. interpreted as either a love song or a motivational song. As a love song, it tells a story of two people being apart. Their love is like a highway, although it might be long and filled with ups and downs. Their love will survive, and they will fight through the battles that come. As a motivational song, it encourages the listener to enjoy the journey and explore the opportunities that life offers. You know, you've been everywhere. How are you going to get there? The highway. Fantastic. And what's more and American a, than highways? Boom, really there it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ours are kind of a stretch. <laughs> a little bit. Ben little Franklin bit. over here playing Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Why am I Ben Franklin? <laughs> Listen, okay, you're Ben Franklin. Zach, I feel like you're kind of a Madison. Okay, that's fine. I feel like you're a Madison. Yeah. The mermaid from Splash? <laughs> <laughs> what about me? Wait, are you? You're, a, you're obviously Abe Lincoln. You're Lin Manuel Miranda oh. Hamilton. <laughs> oh, man, I can hold a note for 0. 0.7 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. I mean, you guys, the theme you guys are going with is fantastic. Uh, Kent, your description of stars and light representing yeah. fireworks, I can feel that. Thank you. I think I might have something that fits the theme a little better. Please don't. Don't do this. No. Oh, it uh, had to be here. Come on. If there's anything what, on, Joel, more on the nose than a fireworks song, <laughs> then fireworks I by Katy Perry. This on the playlist. I really hate when this comes on during fireworks. Me too. I like this song. It's appropriate. You got to ignite the light. Ooh, starlight. Hey. And let it shine. Just own the night like the 4th of July. Literally says 4th of July in the song. All the time on the 4th of July, I'm like, you know, I, I'm having a rough day. I feel like a plastic bag. This, uh, this thing is... <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, mock the lyrics as much as you sure. want. But Kent, this, I, I, I turn to Kent. I don't know if you're a big reader, Zach, but Kent. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're just going to assume he doesn't read? No, I don't. Both, both can, books I read were great. Can, can you read? <laughs> Audible? Most of the time. <laughs> but I know, Kent, you, you like Jack Kerouac. Yeah. She based this the lyrics of the song oh, on, come Jack, on. on Jack Kerouac's novel, On the Road. Stop it. Based on the line, burn, 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 like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars. And in the middle of the night, you see the blue center light pop and everyone goes, aw. 
That's, that's get, could exactly the same the title. as make him go, ah, 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 which is as bad as moving your hips like, yeah. Um, look, this song is cheesy, but who doesn't like a little cheese at their 4th of July party? You're not wrong. I just hate that it's on the list. The problem is the cheese has been sitting out all day. <laughs> at least Katy Perry's American. You got a problem with Canadian patriotism? <laughs> On 4th of July? <laughs> yes. All Get right. your own holiday, Canada. Nah. They probably do have one. Probably. They do. <laughs> Canada Day? It's Canada Day. When is it, Kent? October you want to go 10. down this path? <laughs> Look it up. There's no way of knowing. What's the next song, Kent? <laughs> Two hours later. Canada Day is July 1st, so they've already had their party. Oh, I knew that. On the 1st? On the 1st. Solar Month? Yeah. They're still in our thunder? How dare you, Canada? Thunderstruck would have been a good song. Ooh, with fireworks? Yeah, definitely. dang it. Starlight and Thunderstruck? I didn't do that, though. I went with a song that is similar to one I've chosen before, but I really feel like this song captures the Sufjan American Stevens. Oh, now this is a good pick. Just imagine right now. Ready? Here we go. Oh, man, that's powerful. Survivor with Eye of the Tiger. Maybe my first good choice on this list. Probably. <laughs> no, you Stop got, it. <laughs> no, Kent, you've had some really good choices. But first, on, on the nose, uh, yeah, on, yeah. on theme. <laughs> Once again, does this say America? No, but it represents Rocky three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, three. It's, yeah. it's kind of in four. Yeah, no, it, and it is in four. I mean, that actually... The number four soundtrack, much like Muse, if I was to run my own fireworks show, it would be Rocky Four and then three Muse albums. Because Hearts on Fire. Because that's balanced. <laughs> really balanced. So many montages. But Eye of the Tiger, this is, we've talked about this a lot, but number one for six weeks. It won the Grammy. But really, it just tells the story that we all want to experience for ourselves being the underdogs, fighting for the right to succeed, and then succeeding, but still fighting along the way. Because what's more American than being an underdog? Absolutely. Stole that from a guy I know. <laughs> I'm the guy. I think this is somehow turned into a decent fireworks show. A very long, very expensive. Thanks very to my cam. <laughs> Thanks to my cam. Let's just keep the rocking going. Lemon on a bear. Lemon on a bear. Yeah, it's, it's what's more American what's more, than Lemon on a Bear. American. <laughs> Lemon on a Pear is a song by American rock band Bon Jovi. Uh, it's the, the second chart-topping single from their third album, Slippery When Wet. It features one of the more catchy choruses, I think, in music. This is an ultimate party uh, karaoke, Absolutely. you know, just general sing-along song. So if you're watching things explode, you know, watching your tax dollars at work in the air, and you just want to rock and sing along, this is a perfect song. It's become the motivational anthem for the working class and is widely recognized across festivals, karaoke, bars, arenas. What, what's more American there we go. than was, rocking out in an arena? I was waiting for that. That's your justification? It, no, not It's just such a fun song. <laughs> what's everybody, everybody loves this song. What's more American than bonding and jovying? <laughs> Don't jovi kids. Hey, it's, it, you got Tommy and Gina, a fictional couple who are struggling to make ends meet. They, Your songs you know, are just about to, a lot of couples. Trying to hold on couples to their Having a hard time in adulthood. Yeah. The, Zach, 
Are you okay? The phrase <laughs> living on a prayer refers to the idea of living by faith and relying on one's own prayers. You could say well, I've basically just, battle him with the Republic. Yeah. I've, I've just said the closing prayer to our party. But let's keep going. But it's still going. Let's, let's keep going. We still got at least one more song. What's, what's more American than Okay, you prayer? guys, you guys, uh, we, we have been blasting out the fireworks right now. People are probably getting a little tired, so we're going to slow things down here near the end. And we're going to play a song that's going to make everyone stand up next to us. And I'm proud to oh, be yeah. Wow, thank you. I can't believe it took us so long to get to this song I thought we would on our party this playlist. One. This is one I was going to, I was considering opening too, but I like, I do like this one synced to fireworks. Mm-hmm. And this is stand definitely up. cheesy. Uh, I, the lyrics, the tone, it's been played, it's been played a lot. I, this yes. was one I learned in school. Yeah. Uh, How long is this song? This song? Yeah. Four, Somewhere four around minutes, three, three, minutes. three minutes, something like that. I didn't look it up, but yeah. Uh, this is a song that when because I was wait, in, I looked it up. It's July first. <laughs> <laughs> I was in uh, elementary school post nine eleven, and every morning we had to stand up. We had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. Then we had to listen to the Star Spangled Banner. Then we had to listen to Proud to Be an American. You say how, had to. while we stood, they literally played it over the intercom. And how we how long did this there. last? Like months? The whole school year? The, so basically, the entire school year. Wow. Yeah. Very patriotic school I went to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We were the Eagles. So Glee Greenwood wrote this song, God Bless the USA, back in 1984, actually in response to the shooting down of Korean Airlines Flight 007, which was a plane, a passenger plane, that, that kind of veered into Russian airspace and got shot down. Wow. And it was it affected him emotionally, so he wrote the song about it. And it did okay. It reached number seven on the Billboard uh, Hot Country Singles chart mm-hmm. uh, when, it, when it first came out. But it actually gained more prominence in 1990 during the Gulf War. And it started, they played it more. And he actually re-recorded it again for a 1992 album. And then it grew again in, uh, after the September 11 of, uh, attacks and the 2000 invasion in Iraq. Mm. It keeps kind of getting into the country music charts and the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Uh, it's been covered by Dolly Parton and Beyonce. And I, like I said, I learned this in school, but that, that odd rest in the chorus gets me every time. Yeah. It's like, and I'll proudly stand up ne- next, next to you. <laughs> every time it gets me. But also, this song gets me. Every time it plays for some reason. I don't know if it reminds me of my nostalgia of a childhood or stirs up those feelings of patriotism in mm-hmm. me. I, I should confess, guys, I am definitely, you guys know I cry basically at every Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. I'm definitely one of those people that as these patriotic songs are playing, I get a little tear in my eye. Really? Yeah, it happens every time. I'm surprised Aww. it hasn't happened tonight. It's kind of happening right now. That's Do you want to get some black eyeliner? Because when you cry black <laughs> eyeliner. <laughs> for my final choice for the fireworks show, it should be the closer, but Zach gets to go next, which feels wrong. Sorry about that. Because this is the song. It's not like I'm going to do a Canadian. That needs to play. And it's... And as it starts, everyone kind of goes... What's this uh, dark, moody? It's from score? Return of the Jedi. <laughs> you're like, okay, this sounds. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm kind of filming something. It's like, so, it's going back up. And they're right here. Oh, wait, that's hope. Ah. That sounds like hope. This is Neil that's Diamond. That's an S? <laughs> it is a Superman S. Neil Diamond uh, and just America. But they're coming to America. Is it called America? It's called coming America. to America. America. Today, <laughs> my everywhere around the world. So he actually released this for his movie, The Jazz Singer, in 1981. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, it just became the song it has become. Yeah. Uh, hit number eight on Billboard Hot 100. This is a tribute to immigration in America, where people from all over the world were welcome to come and seek opportunity. And even in his own family, 
Uh, his grandparents were immigrants, and mm-hmm. like on his father's side, they came from Poland, and on his mother's side, they came from Russia. And he's from Brooklyn, so I mean, it's obviously a very right total melting you know, pot yeah. there. Uh, listener, I'd like to point out that when we first thought of this episode, the first thing Kent said was, "I call America, Benil Diamond." I mean, I call it. I, I call, call it. it. I call it. This was the first uh, first draft pick. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, she pounced I, on it. Is this one of Miley and Cyrus? I was mad because I <laughs> oh. wanted this one. Well, I mean, we all get to celebrate with it, I right? I don't, I don't get to claim this one, but this one is the one I think of when I think of back in elementary when we learn these songs because there's a part of this song where every time it plays in fireworks or wherever I hear this song, but it's home, don't it seem so far away? We're traveling light today. In, in the eye of a storm. And it repeats... In the, the eye, eye of a storm. storm. So good. And I sang this and I was like, I hope everyone gets to come to America. This song is so beautiful. There's Today. so much hope here. And then it, the way it ends with my country, tis of thee. Today. Sweet land of liberty. This is the most we talked about any song on this entire show. Because it's Worth just it. that good. And granted, it has, like a lot of the songs I chose, the build, where it starts off a little slow, but you know what? As soon as it gets past the weird intro, and you just see a few fireworks, but then it just, it's massive at the end. But then Zach gets to go. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Zach. No, the, the fireworks show has ended. Oh, it's over. It is. That, so that, that was the grand finale? That was the grand finale. It feels right. And Between Lee Greenwood and Neil Diamond, I think we ended on the right place. Right, yeah, that is the end. But we got to clean up. Until... Oh. Your redneck cousin in his black Trans Am somehow pulling a trailer of fireworks shows up at your party and he's like, hey, man, I got more for you. How does the I mayor got about, feel about this? I got over nine minutes worth of fireworks here for you. It's the mayor's And we're going to play. Oh, would be. We're going to play the ultimate encore song. Now, I feel like what he did, he didn't even take off the fireworks off his trailer. He just put a blowtorch over the top of him. Oh, yeah. And, and this is coming from this go. Trans Am radio, too, so it's not broadcast loudly. <laughs> no. We're kind of no. hearing it. You can kind of hear it as you clean up. Which, this is a fantastic Of song. course, this is Freebird by Leonard Skinner. And it's nine minutes long? It is a nine-minute long song. <laughs> it takes a while to clean up. Like, this thing is like, he's doing oh, this. So we're picking our, our blankets up. Yeah, we're rolling up blankets, stacking up yeah. the chairs. Yeah, chairs. You know, it's just Waking kinda, up the kids. And this yeah. song starts out kind of chill. Honestly, it could be your entire uh, firework show just <laughs> set to this one song. Yeah. Uh, it came out in November 1974, became this band's second top 40 hit on the uh, Billboard Hot 100. It peaked at number 19. Freebird is about a man apologizing to a woman for leaving her because he's like a bird and is born to be free. You know, you like know, America, like an eagle, like America bird. with England. The free bird is an eagle. Which uh, kind of eagle? The, a bald eagle. Oh, and no. What is more American? <laughs> Mayor Big eagle. Mustache is kind of balding. We call him our bald eagle. And <laughs> you're going along. You're singing, and then oh, this you're jumping right up. back into it. This okay, is the, this That's, ultimate guitar you guys, solo. You guys remember those uh, the fi- little fireworks that do the strobe effect? Yeah, I picture just those all over the ground. Everyone's oh. kind of just like jamming. And then those. those weird little snakes are growing too. <laughs> the They're flowers, multiplying. the flowers are going. <laughs> <laughs> We're rocking out. We're cleaning so fast. The redneck fireworks are going off. This is so much fun. Colin I love the Fourth of July. Colin Firth for some America. Colin Firth for some reason is punching people. This is an amazing <laughs> yes. party. We're we're punching protesters. This is amazing. <laughs> Zach, I'd like to apologize. That is the great encore. This, this right is there. the greatest encore we're song ever. Encore by, the, by cousin. <laughs> because dare I say, what's more American than Freebird? <sighs> wow, Applebee's. That was an unexpected. <laughs> 
that was an unexpected turn, but I didn't mind it. Oh, welcome Neither. on. Yeah. And as we're you know driving away, that's I was gonna say Freebird's gonna be playing my my head the whole drive home either. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. There you go. And Woo. that was our uh, that was our city party. Uh, Thirty nine American songs, <laughs> some from England and Canada. Yes. Thirty six. <laughs> But we want to know. 39. 39? No, there's 13. 13 oh, each. There's so yes. many. I win math. What is more math? America than failing at math scores? <laughs> I screwed up math. I definitely know where Canada Day is. Ah, it's a rough night Usually for it's me. when, but uh, where's fine. Uh, but <laughs> it's in Canada. It's Joel. above us. <laughs> America's hat. <laughs> Guys, we've lost this like our cousin on a trailer at the end of a fireworks party. We've America. lost control. But we want to know, listener, if we missed any of your favorite uh, patriotic 4th of July or very loosely 4th of July songs, uh, let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. We want to hear from you and hear what songs you'd like to have on your playlist. But before we go, we'd like to give some love to our patrons, including the I Am The Listener tier, which includes Taylor Sanderson, Certain Madam Hicks, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Briggs is Hot, Angela Plotz, Andrew in the Cold and Dark, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Bacon Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple of Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glowclin Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Bigger! Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the boogie-woogie to our bugle boy. <laughs> that was just fun to say. Yeah, it is. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcom.com or go to Quickwits' Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me on Twitter or Instagram, at TumblingMustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Visit the Facebook page and like that. And then at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch. Uh, we probably have one that has an American flag. We at, do. At some point. There you, there you go. tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And then if you like the show, you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get access to all sorts of content, including our behind the scenes uh, notes. And then of course, bacon bits, patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, I'm looking forward to the follow-up episode for later this month for our 24th of July playlist. Utah only. Pioneers! Let's get loud. Let's get loud. Watch for the coughing fists. There's no, <laughs> no American <laughs> numbers between 13 and 50. <laughs> Did pretty good there, huh? You didn't hear me dying. Yeah. It's easy to be low and raspy. It doesn't kill my throat as much. What's more American than telling people where you've been? It's hot. It's so hot. It's so hot. It's so sunny. Hey, last time I went to a parade, my stepson threw up. I looked at him and went, honestly, same. <laughs> Quick, there's an emergency. Grab a piccolo. Good American music names places. You don't even know the mayor's last name. Big mustache. Um, why are eight-year-olds cracking their voice? Ma- what? It's Mayor Big Mustache, the mayor of vacancy. I voted for the other guy. So. <laughs> of course you did. Jim Smallbeard. What is she nodding her head like? What is she moving her hips like? Like she never said. Like, yeah. It's a 1999, but somehow it still is in our hearts. What is more American than day drinking? What's more American than fishing? Listen. Why do we have an iPod at this party? <laughs> I have so many questions. They're so dependable. What's more American than realizing being an adult kind of sucks a little bit? I mean, I haven't heard of America once in that song. Applebee's. Gentlemen, what is more American than Applebee's? We're going to hear one note, and millennials will cry. 
I feel so heard from My Chemical Romance on the 4th of July. Again. You don't know him as Ben. Be- Benjamin. Of all I, the founding fathers, you give me Benjamin Franklin's body? Thank you. <laughs> What's more American than Freebird? <sighs> wow. We came from England, okay? <laughs> You're Lin-Manuel Miranda Hamilton. <laughs> oh, man. I can hold a note for 0.7 seconds. <laughs> you got a problem with Canadian patriotism? <laughs> Get right. your own holiday, Canada. Nah. They probably do have one. We had to do the... What's it called? Pledge of Allegiance? We had to do the Pledge of Allegiance. I kept saying that he wants to be Canadian. It all makes sense now. <laughs> the Declaration of Independence.